Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro, and we are doing our last Toronto Film Festival 2021 audio review. We are reviewing the movie Silent Night. Neil, Simon, and their boy Art are ready to welcome their friends and family for what promises to be the perfect Christmas gathering. Perfect for one thing everyone is going to die. Um, yeah, what do you think of this one? Um, I need to understand. Okay, so it's my understanding this movie was already in the can before the pandemic. See, I think you're going to go the same place I'm going to go with this, but go ahead. I I I need to I need to understand. I no no. I what do you think? I always go first. I want to let you go. I I know you're. So being, here's the problem. I, this this is this is where this is where <laughs> movies post pandemic are going to be interesting because again, the, 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 there's. Before the pandemic, I mean, this film's fine. I think I've seen it kind of before anyway, so there's, there's that. There's that aspect of it. Like, it's not really breaking new ground. We've been in this, this thing before where, you know, it seems like something innocent, but then it's really something else is going on in the background. You find out what it is, and you're like, oh, my goodness, right? Um, and I think I've seen... Uh, what, was, I gotta, what was the name of that film? So I think it's on Netflix. Was it, like, uh, Uninvited or something like that? The one that has, like, the black woman and her uh her white boyfriend show up and it's like something going oh you know what i'm what i'm talking about don't you i do what is the name of that it is uninvited film? is it uninvited yeah so it's like it is. right 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 so you got things like that right like so this film is kind of up there with that where i was getting a little bit of those vibes here's the problem though with with films that come out post pandemic there are certain things that, and I gotta be try to be careful so I don't spoil here. There are certain things that just wouldn't be believable anymore because we've seen how people act in real life. So the idea we, we can't get we can't get people to take a safe vaccine, and are, <laughs> we can't get oh shit no let me not go with the vaccine. We can't even get people to put on fucking mask in a global oh. pandemic. You want me to believe that? The government, people are going to willingly do what the government is asking them to do. And, like, and I think that's the, the problem I have with this film. And it's not really a fault of the film. This, I mean, the film is not perfect. It has its problems. But I, and, I, and I recognize that this is going to be my problem going forward post-pandemic films. is me going like, no, that's unrealistic. That would never happen because we've lived through it now, and we're like, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 no, no, this, yeah, no. this place is the hellscape. Yeah, yeah, nobody, never... nobody, uh, you, you cannot get mass con- consensus of people to do what you're asking them to do here because we can't even do the simple. We can't even do step one. You're asking them to do step twelve, right? Right. And so, or, or, yeah. or, or, or it go to the other extreme, um, which is where I think this movie is going to end up getting evaluated. People are going to say that this is a, a class comment. Um, this is also a, a quote, do your research, uh, bless quote, sheep comment, right? And I don't know, she was trying to play into the whole, you know, question authority, question everything, who are you listening to? Uh, what's the vibe? Uh, but I think this movie is going to get evaluated in those terms in a way that it wouldn't have before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People are going to say, oh yeah, well the leftists would do it because you know, they're sheep and they buy into this. I think it's going to end up falling on uh, a spectrum that's going to kind of drown out a lot of the dark comedy elements in this movie. Because like you said, this entire subject matter is now one big, huge fat cliche. It's not just a trope. It's mm-hmm. straight up a that would never happen. 
Because we yeah. know, right? Well, it's that, and also because of what I said before, too, because this film doesn't break new ground, and honestly, it's not even the character study and the focus on the characters like um, Uninvited was, you have nothing else to focus on but that, right? You're so right. The, the, the problem with this film here is, like in a film like Uninvited, like, and, and, and at sometimes there are characters in this film where you're like, oh, there's a secret, or there's a, we're going to dig into that and we're going to make that something there, but they always nope. go away from it and they go back to this other looming thing. And I'm like, but, but guys, you do realize that's not the interesting thing here because we've seen this before. And honestly, we're also living through it. The interesting thing here is how is this group of family and friends and how they're trying to have this one last Christmas together, knowing that there's all this other underlying things going on and we don't get enough of it. Right, you don't get enough of the, you honestly. Sometimes don't get enough of the the dynamics with the kids. You don't get enough dynamics of there's just not enough of the characters themselves to give a shit. And when you do give a shit, you almost always come down on the side of they can go. Right, but I, <laughs> like Roman Griffin Davis plays the son art, does a great job. Um, I personally feel like um, having a child be the voice of rational and reason is a mistake. Because it opened up the opportunity for them to keep yada, yada, yada. Like, right. I, like, cause you're right. The thing that happens if you're coming together and it's supposed to be your last moments on earth and Nell's character is saying she wants everything to be happy and about love and we're not digging into anything and we're not going to go into anything, but your group dynamic is shaky. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. Um, and then you want to put it into a post-apocalyptic commentary where you're, you've got kids in the mix and, um, you got one kid who's so spoiled that her head so far for ours is never coming out regardless. And then you've got other kids who are pretty, you know, pretty wary, pretty aware. And you're, you're not, you're not telling them anything, which means you're letting them get their information from somewhere else. I think some, this movie has got some unintended commentary about certain aspects. I think the whole year has been a, the lies you tell your children that come back and bite you in your ass or mm -hmm. the truths you don't tell your children that put you in a tough spot when you don't need it to be. And on a night where everybody's supposed to die at the end, I don't think this is the time you need to find out that you really don't have your kids in hand. Mm -hmm. Just saying, just, you know, call me kooky. Right. But it tried to do a lot of heavy lifting on climate change arguments. It right. tried to do a lot I, of heavy yeah. lifting on class arguments. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but it doesn't do them. It, you don't. Mm -hmm. You don't get the conversation you should be getting. You know. Um, they don't dig into anything. No, like you said, Roman Griffin Davis is art from Jojo Rabbit. Um, Nell is played by Kira Knightley. Uh, Kirby Hall Batista. Uh, she's actually just cast as Death in Sandman. So Netflix Sandman. So that's which makes me happy. It does because, like, again, another underused character. Because her character, like, is also kind of feels like the outsider a little bit here, along with I forgot that that was Johnny Depp's daughter, um, Sophie. But like Lily Rose Depp. Yeah. Um, Please don't reduce her to being just that man's I know, child. I know. I know. But I, I, I just saying. I, I, I told the name. I was like, oh. Oh, that's what they start. Yeah, but she started to be interesting, and then they gut. They just right. Well, that's her. the thing. Same thing with her. There's a there's a moment there where Alex, played by Kirby, is the same thing too. She gets drunk, <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, actually interesting. And then again, don't get any more of her. Right? It's just it. it, it there's 
if I, well, if I the, had one, the interesting people in this movie, quite frankly, were the black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how how they integrated into this group, like Sophie Durusu. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that they started to craft a lane for him, and then they took it away, pissed me off because he's a doctor. Um, and where he's coming from with the story was very interesting. And then he's also married. He's married to Lily Rose, this character and their dynamic. And then the dynamic that they had within the greater group was what I actually was interested in from jump because of the conversations. This movie opens up a little like, why did I get married? Everybody come into the place where they're supposed to be together in their cars. So you kind of get a moment with each of the like snapshot of the mm-hmm. couples who were coming and converging on the place where the one couple are already there. Mm-hmm. But I hate to say it, even Tyler Perry set up those dynamics better than they did in this movie. They had more concreteness. They had more texture and layers. I think this is the problem. One of my biggest problems I have with Silent Night is, like you said, I've seen this movie before. Better. I've seen, I've seen this movie before, and I've seen it done better. Um, it, it, and I'm not feeling the same way I felt like with Dashcam. I know we said this with Dashcam. Dashcam, we've definitely seen done way better before, and I'm so mad at people who try to say this was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, but with this film, it's just like, oh man, you could have done so much more. Because it's done. all here. And that's why I was like, I know this is done before the pandemic. They probably weren't able to go back and do any reshoots or anything like that. Um, I don't know when it went in the can, but I just, I really feel like I don't know what her point was. Like, what's the question? If this movie is supposed to be about, it's not our fault. And we're just, you know, Mm -hmm. children of circumstances, then they didn't do a very good enough job winding into this apocalypse, right? It's too shaky. We don't know enough about that. This is like a closed room mystery movie. We don't go anywhere, but this house, then they imply a lot of stuff that's happening elsewhere. But we don't go anywhere but this house. So if you're going to anchor us in this group of friends, I did like the way that they used humor, and it's very British in tone and very dark and therefore fully capable of being twisted in a way that American cinema still hasn't managed to get on without it turning into something where it's just disgustingly insulting. But the class dynamics don't even play in. I will say that Kirby's face and the facial expressions as she's watching these people, and she's like, oh, that person's not coming. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, who, that's yeah. why I agreed to come, because that's who I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, when she starts playing Scrabble by herself at one point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's there's all of that in there about the relationship, and, and, and it clearly, there's a reason why she keeps coming here, and why she chooses that this is going to be her last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't get enough of that, and Simon is played by Matthew Good. He's a brilliant actor. And um, I feel like he's the only one who fully invested in his character. And I feel like even silently, we got to know where he stood because he got to play the heavy when people started breaking Nell's rules about, Mm -hmm. you know, what we're going to talk about tonight. And he was the one who was like proactively involved with their children. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so those were the elements that I was really interested in. And I and I really was enjoying and the way that they just went in on that little, little snotty little child, uh, the way Art right. and his brother was just like his twin brothers, Hardy and Thomas. Mm-hmm. But and who the hell names their kids? Hardy, Tom Hardy, really one name. I know. Uh, them twin, them twins was something else. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely were. Uh, also, we were wrong. It's not the underbite. It's the invitation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can. I I was like, no, wait, no, the, the invitation is another one. 
invitation. Okay. I right? did think it was the name was the uninvited, but it's but the invitation. There's a, there's, but there's a couple, yeah, but there's a couple other films that are like okay. this. Um, and I'm just like in it. Those films work because again, like you said, when you when you are uh, when you are in one location, you in in honestly, you do have a great cast. You got to lean on them because those interactions are what's right. going to carry the film and is what's going to you know, keep moving towards that impending doom when you find out well, what's really going on here is, you know, why this is the last, the last Christmas for them all, right? And I just felt like it, I, you know what it is? I felt like this movie treated like the kids. And mm-hmm. that it tried it to keep us away from having the uncomfortable conversation about things. And I'm like, I get, I get doing that to the kids in the film, but like, we at the audience need to be a part of it. Like there was, there was that one good moment when they were all sitting there and, um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, who was the, was it Sandra was, was the one that was, uh, trying to go after James and was like, why, why didn't you fuck me or something like that? Like that's when yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. God. I'm like, and I was, I was like, Alex in there getting the drink. I was like, Oh, we finally heated up. We're finally now getting to the fun part. And we start getting down there, and then all of a sudden it goes, we stop. And I'm like, but, but no, we. Yeah, I would no. like to know the things. What are the the conversation that you start having in code? Mm-hmm. We're past code. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like you they started own- talking. They started talking about it in code, and then Alex is kind of breaking it down for for the husband a little bit. And I'm like, but, but we also audience need to know too. Like, what's this is this is where it started yeah. getting good, and then it backs away from it. I'm like. Ah, oh, come on, guys. Yeah, this movie started out with you clearly making it clear that you have unresolved feelings for this other man who's going to be here tonight. And we start to get in it, and then y'all, you just blink your eyes and mm-hmm. change the sub. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah, so it's it's disappointing because that was also another place where you get in here where we could have dug in. Because it's also where you get the story about how Derisu is even in this group. Mm-hmm. His character. Um, and how he knows these people and what's their problem. His name is James. What's their problem with the woman in his life? Sophie, clearly she's not their age mate, but it has to be more than that. But we don't get into any of those stuff because it's it, like, yeah, it's kind of like the wedding reception where the people are making a point about where they sit people at the table uh, meeting over with the, you know, the couple's getaway movie. But this movie inspected the cinematographer who is it's Sam Ritten. So there's that. But they expected the cinematography to do entirely too much work. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack overworked. Um, and all of the other characters and the character development was uh, played out too fast or not fast or not enough. And I just, I don't understand why you wouldn't demand more of this cast. This cast is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And she let them coast. It's her first feature. Yeah, it's her feature of directorial debut. So, I mean, it's not uh, hor- it's not bad, right? It's not bad. It's, not hor- it's just one of the things of you had a could have been more. Should have. Yeah, all stars. All you had to do is get the fuck out the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, it might that might be a script problem. Like, well, she wrote the script too, so there's that. Yeah. So. Again, 
I don't feel like it was necessarily so much like I liked the direction. I liked the dynamic. I liked the angles and the scene setups and how everything was in the estate that they chose for the comments they wanted to make that, that, that screamed volumes about, you know, class and privilege and, and all of those little touches were great. So all of those directorial nods work clearly whoever worked with her on casting uh, needs to win an award. But when it came to what she gave them to do or when the page didn't have enough to ask them, well, what would you do with Nell? Where would you have her go with this? You know, mm-hmm. or what's this? Like there's a moment in the hallway upstairs between Sophie and Nell where the tension needs to be much higher than it is based on what's happening in another room with one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's another moment where they punt. Right. Yeah. And then there's a there's the whole setup in a conversation where Roman Griffin Davis art is talking to Sophie and her man, James. And that moment is 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 brilliantly done. But then they 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 kind of don't take it anywhere because that conversation never leaves that room and goes to the adults. Mm hmm. Because Sophie shut down for whatever she wants to say. And James is so conflicted because he's not dealing with what's going on within his own family unit with Sophie, let alone with what's going on with the group, let alone with where he stands as a doctor. And yeah. So then you, you realize that the apocalypse that they're facing is too underdeveloped. And because she didn't know how to free these characters, we, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean when I say it's a direct, like it's the script problem. Like once she was off paper, she didn't know what to give them. Yeah. It was which also, you know, go. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I was gonna say it's also the thing of like it does another one of the things we've seen films do this where tries to play with the idea of of class a little bit, but then mm, not enough. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, mm, but you didn't. You could have usually when a film like this, if you're gonna play with the idea of class and even race a little bit, you use the characters that you have in the room, right? And right. they didn't do that part either. And that's the thing that, that bothered me a lot, because you had opportunities with, with Sophie or with even with um uh with Alex. You could have used those those characters to play that 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 race and that that class aspect a little bit that they were trying to tell in uh they they try to actually tell to the kids. Yeah. Right? But they, with, it, with yeah, they Alex's did, yeah. character, they kept it too muted. Yeah. She's yeah. also the queer character in the story. She's yeah. her partner is Bella, yeah. a clearly, clearly self-involved and exceedingly rich mm-hmm. white woman. And they kept all that energy muted mm-hmm. and treated Alex like Bella's plus one. The same way they kind of still also treated Sophie like James's plus one. So when you've done that to your characters, you you haven't properly situated them in the ensemble in order for it to work yeah so that's yeah this I, yeah i'll also mm-hmm. say i'll also say the end was is, some bullshit no it was some bullshit it was so predictable right yeah too, and i feel like the end it really it, it hurts the, it, it yeah it it undermined everything that actually worked about this story yeah yeah it did so. especially what they had play out in the kitchen right exactly so, um, what would you give this film out of ten? Um, this is a five. Yeah, it was a five and a half. Um, it, and like I said, it's not bad per se. It's just 
also not good. <laughs> I mean, you know, my movie started at five and I either go up or go down. This one stayed where it is. I came in with expectations. It didn't meet them, but it didn't fail me. It's just this was supposed to be. This story should have been darker than it was, especially mm-hmm. for the atmosphere that they s- established. You just, so I'm going to fight you on wasting Sam Ritten cinematography any day of the week. But uh, it's also when you have an all-star cast like this, all the way down to the kids. Seriously, um, I don't know where they found these little Davis twins, but I would like to see them in more stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Go watch The Invitation. The Invitation is does this way better. Um, yeah. Again, the story's a little bit different. Not, you know, dealing with some of the... the but much better film, and you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy that one much better. So I mean, even aspects and, of the rental, the, um, the one from... Oh, actually, yeah, the, from um, was it James Franco. Franco. Yeah. It handles certain aspects of how this type of story needs to lay out better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a feature, feature directorial debut, I'll give it to her. It's, it's solid. And it's going to hit some points, but it disappoints. It just doesn't, it doesn't fail. It just, it's, yeah, it's just, it yeah. just kind of is. And, and, and I will say, and again, giving a little bit of credit here, there, there, it, you know, us living through a pandemic also hurt a little bit here. Did it? Because you, you, you see how, you see how it's. I'm like I'm looking at the film going like yeah that would never happen today. Yeah, and, we yeah. might have been a little bit more forgiving if we weren't we, actually dealing we with the global I, pandemic. I, I think we, we might have been. You're I think right. We well, be, be, well, and and again, this goes back to what we were saying. We're, we're having we we have to lean on. I think we're less forgiving for two reasons. One, because we we lived through it. But even if, even if it wasn't that right, this film is asking that part of the film to do so much heavy lifting. Because it does all the other pieces are weak, um, right. so we would have been more forgiving. It would still had the same flaws. It's just one of the things that it's more pronounced now, um, and it's just because you don't you you don't use what you have, which is build the characters and the the story through them. Because again, I, and I think and more and more I think about it, it it treats the audience like the kids, like it's trying to protect us from the truth. And I'm like, but no, we need that to understand the film you're, you're telling. Right. And I, yeah. And I think once she kind of clocks into that element, she's going to be a full tool director that I'm yeah. going to enjoy. Because, I mean, there's moments, like I said, there there are those moments, like the, the time when they were sitting around talking, you know, in the living room with the adults and things like that. I mean, there, there are moments in there that, that, that hit. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't go full full across the board there. So yeah, but she's got she's got she's got a great sense for how you work in um, off color off. Well, I should say, situationally inappropriate humor. Mm-hmm. Those moments, every single one of those moments in this movie hit. Um, the character that she chose to do it even hit, and I think that's mm-hmm. why it starts to be much more disappointing. Because once you realize that's the direction that she should have just kind of let it unfold all the way around. I think that's makes the third act and the final moments and the final sequences, even that much more of a, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she like her strengths made her weaknesses more obvious because when she's strong, she's strong and she's and, and came out the gate that way. And then, yeah, the turn, she lost it at the turn, Yeah, but she didn't go off the road. She just kind of hit the, yeah. The rail. There yeah. was an embankment. She's cool. 
it's cool. They, everybody got the car. They safe. Yeah. I don't know why that analogy just turned into a whole like we avoided death thing there. Apologies. But yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of want to blame Karen Knightley some. <laughs> why you laugh? Is uh, it, no, um, she, has a, she has to blame her face. She does. Mm-hmm. Well, she's always the one in the movie who was saying the things like, it's not our fault. And I was like, but isn't it? <laughs> right. Isn't all of this your fault? Yeah. Is the reason why we're not getting explanations and details is because every time somebody tries to get real, you run. Mm-hmm. Now that is a believable response of what will happen in an apocalyptic situation. Yes. Yes. That whole ostrich thing. And yeah, so I think maybe if we hadn't ended up on lockdowns and in quarantines and dealing with people who don't understand the word mandate um, and, 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 and trying to figure out how to bring your own life into scrutiny and to bring it into terms with what empathy and what's happening to the rest of the humanity, even if it's not happening in your house. Yeah. I think we might've been a little bit more forgiving, but at a base level, this movie is talking about ostrich syndrome and they never took their head out of the sand enough to inform the audience enough so we could go on the ride with them. Yep. So yeah, it's a five. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, A review for Silent Night, the last film audio review we're doing for the Toronto Film Festival. Um, And now it's my turn. Yep, you gotta do a (laughs) bunch of uh, written reviews. So, um, yeah, folks, uh, make sure you subscribe. uh, Movie trailer reviews, iTunes, Radio, Spotify, and we'll be back soon. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace.